let us get going, okay? So I'd like to speak tonight about gratitude as a practice. Um, and I thought the best way to do it would be to start with a kind of like a short sitting. Um, and then I'll say a little bit um, about the topic for tonight. And then we'll sit a little bit more. Uh, and then I'll open up for discussion and Q&A. Um, so please just get in a position that's comfortable for you, where the back feels upright, but not rigid. And the front side of your body, the belly and chest are open and soft so that the breath can move freely in and out of the body. So you could be sitting up support, unsupported in your back or with the back support in a chair or lying down on the ground if that's best for how your body's feeling right now. And to begin, please just take a few deep, slow breaths in through your nose and out through your slightly open mouth, letting the exhalation be nice and slow and long. And as you breathe in, feel the entire upper body fill up with air. And as it fills up with air, feel the back lengthen, elongate. And as you exhale, imagine the spine as like a coat rack that just is supporting the rest of your body that hangs upon it, like coats you've hung there at the end of the day. And just take one or two more deep relaxation breaths as we've been doing. And then when you're through with that, just let your breath find its own rhythm, no longer artificially lengthening the breath, but letting it breathe at its own pace and letting your mouth come to a close so that the breath goes in and out of the nose. And just take a minute or so to feel how the body is doing at this late hour of the day. Notice where the body may feel tight and sore or tired. And where it may also feel alive, full of energy. Notice the quality of your mind at this moment. Is it speedy, racing, 
or tired, sluggish, sleepy? Are you preoccupied by anything in particular? Just notice how the mind is doing, just as you did with the body. And now to further deepen our grounding in the present moment, please bring your awareness to any parts of your body that are making contact with something that's supporting its weight. So the seat beneath you, perhaps a back support behind you, perhaps the ground against the bottoms of your feet, or your knees or thighs if you're sitting cross-legged. Feel the sensations produced by the contact between your body and whatever is supporting your body. And throughout this meditation, whenever the mind gets carried away by thoughts and you lose track of whatever it is that you're focusing on, like the body right now, just notice that the mind has been pulled away. Silently acknowledge that fact to yourself and without judgment, bring your mind back to whatever it is that you're focusing on like the sensations of the body right now. And now please bring your awareness to your chest and just feel the rise and fall of the chest as you breathe in and out naturally. You might focus on the sensations in your sternum area, the very center of your chest, or the rib cage as a whole. And just note how the sensations in the chest area change moment by moment as your body fills with air and then exhale. Let your awareness be soft and gentle, 
sometimes when we bring our awareness to the breath, it can be tempting to exert some control over the breath, to tighten around the breath. And if you notice that happening, let the grip of your mind relax and soften. Just receive in a soft way the sensations of the breath in the chest area. And sometimes when we sit in the evening like this after a long day, the mind is naturally stirred up from all the business and work of the day. And it can be tempting to try to wrangle the mind into a focused state, to try to force it to settle down. But instead of doing that, I encourage you to think of the mind as like a glass of water into which some a spoonful of dirt or something like that has been stirred up. And that's all the thinking that goes into a busy day. Just let that dirt, let our thoughts just settle naturally. If we try to force the mind to be quiet, we'll just further agitate it, further cloud the water of our consciousness. Instead, just let it be. Let it settle in its own time. And each time you get pulled away by thoughts, just come back to the sensations of the breath. As we continue sitting and transition into some gratitude practice, I'd like you to keep a background awareness on the breath in the chest so that you know part of your awareness is just staying tuned in to how the chest feels as you breathe in and out. But as you follow the breath in this way, I'm gonna ask you to bring a few different thoughts to mind at a slow, gentle pace. So to begin, I'd like you to bring to mind someone in your life 
for whom you feel deep gratitude, love, and appreciation. Someone who's been there for you through thick and thin, who supported you, cared for you, who loves you unconditionally. Just bring this person to mind as vividly as you can in whatever way feels most natural to you. You might picture them, remember things they've said or done for you. You might even remember the way they smell or what it felt like to be held by them. Now, as you reflect on what this person means to you, just take a moment to feel gratitude for the presence of this person in your life. Too rarely do we pause to feel gratitude for the things that we are thankful for. And thinking of this person, silently say to yourself, thank you. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for being. Now I would like you to bring to mind someone, or it could be something like a book or an audio recording, someone or something that was instrumental to bringing you to meditation practice. The Buddha once said that it is such a rare gift to be exposed to the Dharma so many people in the world and throughout history could have benefited from this practice, have lessened their suffering through this practice, and yet did not have the good fortune to be introduced to it. Each of us has been lucky enough to somehow come across this path. Please bring to mind a person, a book or a recording or whatever it may have been that you felt was instrumental in bringing you to the path that we are now at this moment walking together.
and just say thank you. Thank you for that good fortune. The luck of having come across whatever it was has started our journeys to this moment together. And now I would like you to just reflect upon the fact that you have a body right now that is alive and able enough to engage in this practice at this moment. Our body may not be fully healthy. There may be areas in our body that are experiencing pain or discomfort. And yet, it is well enough that we can be here doing this together. When's the last time you pause to just appreciate the miracle of the fact that we are alive and have bodies that enable us to do all the things we do, including this right now? So in whatever way seems appropriate and natural to you, please take a moment to just express some gratitude for our bodies and all that they do for us. Now please bring your awareness even more intently to the breath. And for some of us at this moment, the breath may be open, soft, and spacious. For others, the breath may feel tight or constricted. But as with the body, no matter how pleasant or unpleasant our breath feels right now, we are alive and breathing. We have the gift of breath. Please take a moment and just appreciate and express some gratitude for the fact that we are breathing, for the miracle of the breath. And instead of tracking the breath or following it in a sort of active way, 
perhaps experiment with receiving the breath and the sensations of the breath as a gift. Like our body, the breath is not something we deserve or that we have earned. It's a gift. It's a miracle. So receive the breath, the sensations of the breath as that kind of gift. And now following the breath out into the world around us, feeling the way that we breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide in this beautiful, wondrous exchange with the natural systems of our environment. Please take a moment to appreciate and express gratitude for the fact that this world as ailing as it of course is in many ways, is still able to sustain this exchange, to sustain our lives. Feel the connections that each of us has with the trees, the natural systems around us. Feel the ways in which we don't stop at our skin, but that our breath and being are in constant circulation with all that is around us. And let's say thank you to the earth and the natural complex systems that make it possible for us to breathe right now as we are. And finally, please take a moment to think of the others or just maybe some of the others who are on this call, in this sitting with us, this community of practitioners, doing this wonderful practice together, each of us supporting and sustaining the others. And just take a moment to express gratitude for this community, this Sangha, so we do not have to engage in this practice alone, isolated, but can do it together with others.
And now let's just sit for another couple of minutes, appreciating the body, the breath, and the world around us. All right. So when you feel ready, you can let your eyes open. Feel free to move around, get comfortable. Hmm. So I just have a few things I want to say about gratitude as a practice. And then um, maybe we'll sit for just a few more minutes and then open the floor up for discussion and and sharing and questions and whatever people might want to say. But by the way, Shannon, is the sound okay? Okay, good. I just, um, it's the whole setup here is a little bit different. So getting used to it. And you guys can hear me okay here. Okay. So so I just wanted to, um, you know, so I think, Gratitude is, has always been an amazing practice, but I think um, I sort of came to like a kind of mini realization of, I think, why it's so amazing. I, I think it's just probably just one aspect of why it's so amazing, but I just want to sh- share it. Um, and um, it actually was prompted by a paper that a student in my current Zen class wrote um, about how meditation was going for him and what has and hasn't worked in the class for him. And um, one of the things he said was that, you know, it's just been so difficult to sit um, just doing straight following the breath, mindfulness practice. Um, But he discovered that um, gratitude practice was actually like really powerful for him. um, Bringing people to mind who he was grateful for. And I was happy to hear that, but I was also intrigued by what he went on to say about the effect that gratitude practice had on him. And it wasn't just that it made him feel appreciative, though it did. And it wasn't just that it made his heart feel warm, though it did. But he actually said it made him feel clear. It made him feel more alert. It made him feel more energized, um, like sharper in all sorts of ways. And this was just interesting to me because of course I I could relate to the experiences, but it was fascinating to see him describe gratitude practice as having some of the effects that I associate with just standard mindfulness practice. 
And I was just thinking, hmm, that's, that's interesting. You know, what's going on there? And then it occurred to me that um, I think what happens when we pause to feel gratitude for, for things is that um, we shift out of our normal mode of trying to make things happen or trying to achieve things. This kind of egocentric attitude that we usually are sort of stuck in where, um, you know, it's, it's what can I accomplish? What can I do? What can I make happen, right? And, um, and I think just by being grateful for something, we've already assumed a posture of like, I'm receiving something. You know, I, I've been given a gift, you know, the love of this person in my life or just the beauty of that tree or this or that. Um, and so it, it, it just softens the energy that the ego so often is caught up in of doing and it allows it to rest and just receive or just acknowledge that there's already so much that has received and just to appreciate that fact. And of course, that's exactly what mindfulness practice does in the end. It allows us to disengage from our frantic need to always be doing something, to make, you know, to make things happen. But what's so interesting that gratitude kind of just does an end run around that. It's not saying notice those tendencies and then try to let go of them, but rather actually just wake up to the fact that so much has already been given to us. And if we just appreciate that, we don't have to worry so much about making things happen. Actually, the, um, Tricycle just published um, a piece by a Shin Buddhist um, priest that I thought had this wonderful, just succinct way of capturing this. I, I think he's, the way he put it is so often we're going around saying, please, like, please, I want this to happen. Please, I want that, please. And instead, just saying thank you, right? Immediately gets us in a completely different mindset. Um, and I thought that was a really beautiful way of capturing why gratitude is so much more than just us, you know, doing something that is good because it's good to be thankful, but actually it does something that's fundamentally what meditation practice is about, which is um, sort of escaping the tyranny of the ego that always wants to get, right? And instead just pausing to, to recognize that we've already gotten so much. Off most, most of the most beautiful things through no effort of our own and not because we deserve it, but just through sheer luck. Um, and um, so it just, this student's paper made me kind of like think a little bit more deeply about why gratitude is the powerful practice that I know it to be. In a way, I don't think it matters that we understand it, you know, like, like all these practices, like we don't need to but, um, you know, I'm a teacher and part of me just likes to think about things too. And so, um, and I think it also is kind of fun too. It's a way of appreciating gratitude practice, actually. I, I think it was like a little bit of a way of saying, wow, this is really, this is really like deep, you know? So, um, but mostly it was also an excuse just to do a little bit of gratitude practice with all of you, you know? Um, so um, I don't know, I mean, um, I, I'm happy to pause now if anyone has anything like this to, to, 
say, add, or ask. Um, but um, yeah, I think I will pause and then, but I think it would be nice for us to sit for like maybe 10 more minutes and then we can have a little bit more discussion if we'd like. So, um, oh, I'll, I'll say this too. You know, I think um, we're not always gonna feel grateful. You know, I think this, okay, this has to be acknowledged. And I think, um, and um, sometimes we're not gonna be grateful for anything. We just feel too tight. And I think when that happens, I, I probably should have said this during the practice, but I felt like it might've been a bummer. But, um, and, uh, but when we don't feel grateful, I think it's important to not try to force it and actually just simply to be aware of and acknowledge the ways in which we're feeling perhaps entitled or kind of like um, just bitter or like whatever it may be, just tight, whatever it may be. Um, you know, as, as my teacher Ezra likes to remind me from time to time, you know, the heart can't be forced and a gratitude is a heart practice. And it has, it can, it has, it's like what we're doing is we're inviting the heart to acknowledge at what, what at some level it already knows to be true. But if it's not for some reason ready to do that, to force it will just make it shrink more tightly. And I think that you can see this sometimes when people, um, maybe this is too strong a word, but like kind of weaponize gratitude, you know, and they tell people you should be grateful. Like, what, do you, what are you complaining about, you know? Um, and really that's, that's, I think, a terrible thing to do. It's also perhaps it's, if you're suffering intensely, um, experiencing trauma or something like this, like that may not be a place where gratitude is a, something you can access. And I think we have to give each other space to, to feel as we are. But luckily, I think there are many moments where even when we're feeling bad, there's still the possibility of, and there's also something to be grateful for. And that can help us realize that there's just more than just this suffering. The suffering can stay but there's more than that. Um, so um, does anyone have anything like to say now? Should we sit for maybe eight or 10 minutes and then we can just see if anyone has is moved to say anything then? Okay, good, awesome. So um, Jim, was that your, your daughter? So one sitting was enough. <laughs> good, good. Um, so let's just um, let's just follow the breath for like eight or ten minutes. I'll say when it's over, and you know I I'm, I'm not going to um, offer any guidance because I think you, at this point everyone has what they need, and I think all I'll say is let's follow the breath maybe in the chest. I mean the chest I picked the chest because it's where the heart is, and it can be interesting to feel the way in which the heart the feeling of the heart shifts as we sink into gratitude. Um, but what I would say is just, just follow the breath and maybe on your own from time to time, maybe, you know, every like, couple of minutes or so, just maybe pause to think about something that you feel grateful for. Um, it's up to you. So, okay. So I'll see you guys in eight or so minutes. Okay.
One thing I sometimes try is just to say thank you for this moment as it is, not even for something in particular for a person or a thing, but just silently say thank you just for this moment. It might be worth trying. Okay. Ah, all right. 
Does anyone have anything they'd like to say or ask or anything? And if you're in the room, let me get the microphone to you, okay, before you speak so that they can hear you online. Yeah. Please, Bryn, go ahead. Hey there, I'm gonna ask a thing that is really unrehearsed, so. I, I don't expect I'll find all the right words, but <laughs> I hope that's okay. Um, I'm wondering about something you said a couple of weeks back about Zen practice in particular. And again, I'm not gonna get the wording, the wording right, but it had something to do with the, the aspect of not needing this practice to kind of provide you with anything, basically. Um, that it's not a thing that you instrumentalize in order to feel a certain way or accomplish a certain kind of motive, right? Um, but that it does very often have these kinds of benefits, you know, which is, I imagine, why a lot of us are here, you know we, I use this for something, you know, it helps me in ways that I can describe as like, as tangibly beneficial to my life, you know? Um, but that I guess I am wondering about um, what it means to have both things going on at once where, you know, it's not to be looked at as a, as a, provider of a certain kind of resource or instrumentalized in that way but that like it in in many ways i treat meditation like that you know and what would i be doing otherwise if it didn't have some kind of practical you know positive benefit in my life this kind of a thing and i really um i just really heard your student like what you're paraphrasing of your student's paper and noticing that gratitude practice like gives this student more, you know, than breath work. I, I have found something similar with like being with this group as opposed to alone, for instance, or often your guided meditations as opposed to just simply silence and following my own breath. Like I get more out of certain kinds of ways of doing this um, that, yeah, I'm also, I'm also cognizant of what you're saying too, about like, it's not supposed to necessarily give you anything at all, right? Just be sort of like a tool for noticing and this kind of a thing. Um, anyway, it's not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about just that general truth about this, you know, and the dynamic between, uh, yeah, like seeking something from meditation and also like not um, necessitating that it give you back anything at all. And like how you, how you think about that. No, you're making perfect sense, Bryn. I totally get what you're asking. Um, so, um, you know, of course we want something from the practice. That's why we're all come in the door, right? Um, often we're suffering in some way or feel like something's missing in our life. We want more connection, more meaning, whatever it may be. So we want something. And we practice because we feel like something's missing. 
or something could be more at least, something could be better, right? Um, and I think um, as we practice, I think one of the things that we can start to notice is the way that the very sort of um, sense that we're missing something, the sense that um, we need something to, to, to complete us, we, that we need something that we don't have to, to make our lives better is actually one of the really deep roots of the suffering that got us here right in the first place. And so it's um, Zen is full of things that don't make sort of perfect logical sense. And this is just, um, or sound paradoxical, but I actually think this is not actually like a real paradox, but something that just sounds paradoxical. Like we want to change, but I think one of the things that we realize is that um, the way to affect the kind of change we actually want is to stop trying to change things and just to be aware. Um, and so it's not that actually we don't want something out of this. It's just that the way to get the kind of change that we want is to stop trying to change ourselves and to just be aware of what's going on. And then in the end, that kind of awareness eventually produces deep transformations. Um, but it's like the more we can let go of this sense that something is wrong with us, something needs to be fixed. That's actually when the transformation becomes even deeper. So um, it's like, it's not so much that there's a paradox or that it's more that there are like different stages along the way where you, and I think actually someone who didn't have a deep sort of aspiration, even like a deep sense that I, I want to achieve something may not have the willpower necessary to stick with the practice in the early days. You know, I think one really does need that, but, um, and, and I think it actually helps sustain us through years of practice. But um, so like, you know, you are getting something from this practice and I'm glad to hear that I also get something from this practice, you know, it's wonderful. Um, but like what we're actually doing is just paying attention to how we are, right? When we're actually here together, like that's what all these different practices are. Just noticing in just that kind of simple way or like tonight, just appreciating, but you know, noticing with the tone of appreciation. And that makes us feel somehow more alive, like more loving, more kind, right? So, it, but it's not because we said, I need to be different. It's more like, let's just stop and look at what's going on. And then something profound happens. So, um, so that's, you know, people say something like Zazen is useless. I think kind of what they're saying is we're already in a way perfect. We just need to slow down and take a look at what we really are and we'll see that. And part of the problem with so many of us is that we're frantically looking for something else to make us better. And that is what perpetuates the sense that we're missing something. So does this, I, I don't know, now I'm talking, sorry. Does this make sense, Bryn? Yeah, it really does. I mean, okay. you're at a college, so I, and <laughs> one of the things that's so hard for me personally, maybe there are people here that relate to this because we're, you know, variously, some of us from a college setting, it's like, we all work really hard, you know, people that are in this gig or, uh, I imagine, you know, everybody really, you know, in, in their ways that they do. And you, you get stuff in your life by working hard also by effort, by applying and, you know, 
and sometimes in some ways forcing, you know, forcing attention, forcing labor, which is so the opposite of what this is. And for the overachiever class, you know, the assembled, those of us who like identify as part of that class, this is a really tough thing to square sometimes. Like, how is it that all of that becomes essentially meaningless in a practice like this that also provides so much, you know, like has so many tangible rewards if you stick with it, but it has almost nothing to do with effort. It's really just a matter of just showing up and noticing, you know, but that takes effort. That's true. I do <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, actually, I think, I think, I mean, Grace is in my class right now. And I think, you know, like our class is full of people who would much rather sometimes just grind it out in this way of just like work hard because like that's the kind of effort that we are very familiar with. This is a very different kind of effort that, like you said, is so strange. I think the one thing I'll, I'll just say is, you know, I, I don't think this practice makes all this stuff, that goal-oriented, achievement-oriented life meaningless. I think actually is more like a way that we can get more meaning out of that kind of life by being present. I think the problem with goals, there's nothing wrong with goals. It's just that they just end up like making us only think about the future and not really think about like how, what's going on now. You know, any good goals can be achieved by being present. And so I think the bump, the real sad thing I see among so many students is that um, they've just lost a sense of why what they're doing matters. They, all they, all they're just so frantically trying to finish this task, that assignment. And I think the practice isn't going to make them realize, oh, I should just drop out of school. This is all pointless, but rather, how can I get more meaning out of what I'm doing? Right. Um, yeah. So thank you, Bryn. That's a really good, deep question. So I, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Any, don't want to put you on the spot, but any, anyone here? No, okay. Anyone, anyone out there in Zoom land? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Mary. Uh, Mary. Uh, Mary. Uh, uh. Hi. Well, I was just wondering if you would make any differentiation between um, gratitude and appreciation. I mean, I appreciate so many things around every day, but I don't, and people, but don't necessarily feel grateful for them. <laughs> Interesting question. I don't or know. Is I mean, it the same or? No, I mean, I think there's a reason we have two different words, you know, um, but I feel like there's an overlap for me. And I think, you know, it's like, it's like the way we translate, um, translate meta into loving kindness, or some people call it like friendliness, or, you know, um, uh, warmth, or so I'm not so sure that the exact word is what matters. Um, as long as it's, um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's really necessary to, to parse the differences in the words. Um, if, um, if gratitude, if, 
either one. Actually, I, I think, um, yeah, I think they're, they're not exactly the same. I just feel like there's no overlap for me. And so when I'm grateful for something, I appreciate it. I don't know. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of overlap for me, but anyway, um, yeah, that's a terrible answer from an English professor. No, thank oh you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Grace here has a question. Hi. Um, that's loud. <laughs> I am struggle a lot with gratitude and like loving kindness practice. Um, it's much easier for me to do, or it's much. It's much hard. Those are much harder for me than than focusing on the breath. So kind of uh, the opposite of uh, your other student. And I wonder if you think that um, the other two are are a little more like other oriented. Um, loving kindness, I know, can be towards yourself as well as um, gratitude can be towards yourself or towards just the moment and not like others per se. But if you think there's a that is a phenomena, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if you if, that people kind of need to to focus maybe or. You know, I, I think it's maybe interesting to think about why I'm asking this question to begin with, but like if people need to work through uh, maybe breathing more self-focused mindfulness before they can move on to these other ones. Um, that's a really good question, Grace. Um, I, th I think people are really different. I think for some people, loving kindness and gratitude practice is just really natural. It comes very quickly. And um, like what the student has mentioned, like mindfulness of the breath is actually really challenging for him. I was actually a lot like you. Um, when I started practicing, um, I could do straight mindfulness practice, you know, following the breath. Heart practices um, actually took me a long time to start to access and it had something to do with i think just um a certain well and actually i'm not so i'm not saying this is the case with you i'm saying with me it had to do with the fact that i just was had a just a lot of fear and tightness and and anger in in my 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 heart area and um and i think it just took time for that just to soften a bit and heal and i think um so it it, it just felt like cold and hard there for for a number of years and i start to get the feel for it and i think there's nothing wrong with that um each of us has a different path i think it's a good thing to try once in a while because at the very least you learn something about where your heart is you know if um um but there's no need to feel like you should do this at this point for in some for some amount of time and I just want to say, I, I, I can relate. Yeah, okay. So it's 8.32. I know someone else had a question, but you no, know, Mary, I think maybe you could hopefully come back next week and we'll see, we can, okay. All right, so um, thank you all for being here. Um, I hope you all have a good Thanksgiving with your families and I'm grateful for you. 
I didn't actually do this topic because it's Thanksgiving. I'm not that cheesy. I'm pretty cheesy, but I'm not that cheesy. But um, <laughs> um, but it's, I am really grateful for all of you. Thank you for being here.